A Christmas Poem by Maya Angelou Thunder rumbles in the mountain passes and lightning rattles the eaves of our houses. Flood waters await us in our avenues. Snow falls upon snow falls upon snow to avalanche over unprotected villages. The sky slips low and gray and threatening. We question ourselves. What have we done to so affront nature? We worry God. Are you there? Are you really there? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? Into this climate of fear and apprehension, Christmas enters. Streaming lights of joy, ringing bells of hope, and singing carols of forgiveness high up in the bright air. The world is encouraged to come away from rancor, come the way of friendship. Hey folks, it's just me today. And I don't have a script. I don't have any prompts right now. I am just talking to you like we are hanging out together. I have a little stress ball in my hand. I have my coffee. I have a candle. If it's available to you and you want to grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just hang out with me for a little bit, I probably should let you know that I have a fireplace going on my TV. I left the volume up because I thought if there was like crackling in the background that might be kind of cozy. I don't know. I may listen to the audio and think it's really annoying. I don't know. I might put some music in the audio in the back. I don't know. We'll see. Again, this is unscripted. I'm just chatting with you like we're friends and we're together right now. I just wanted to talk about the holidays when the holidays are hard and when we feel alone at Christmas time. Uh, every year, especially the past several years, I've been on staff at churches and every year as Advent approaches, as, as the holidays approach, I always think of people for whom the holidays is difficult. And I've had a lot of friends who have lost parents. And there was one year where I feel like a lot of my friends lost a parent and and typically a parent with whom they were very close. Not that it makes it easier when you're not close with your parent. I think it's still grief, but definitely if it's a parent whom you find to be a confidant and um, was a huge part of your life and the life of grandchildren and it's just, yeah, it, it was really, really hard there for uh, a year or so. It just felt like one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And there was just a lot of grief. And I also think I'm more sensitive to people who, because this is something that I think pastors and churches are getting better at acknowledging and for a lot of people the holidays are just beautiful and wonderful and I watch a lot of Christmas movies around this time and there's always this theme of 
the one person who just loves Christmas. And then there's the other person who just hates Christmas for various reasons. And there's that's the conflict is one loves and one hates and one's trying to get the other in the Christmas spirit. So that's a pretty normal theme. And some people could just hate it because ugh, it's just so commercial or whatever. But I'm I'm more referring to those who see the happiness and the joy around them. And it is the exact opposite of how we feel. I know for me, there's always an anxiety approaching the holidays for a long time because of a family. And as October would come around, we'd divide names for the sibling gift exchange and I would start having to make plans because I knew I was going to be around family. And so I had to make my strategies, have my therapist on speed dial, have my best friend on speed dial and uh, have my have my self-care rituals, make sure that I have my meditation app on my phone and yoga and make sure that I have a car so that if I need to just get away for a little while, I can. I used to spend maybe a week when I would go back to the place I grew up. I would usually spend like a week there. And then I trimmed that down to about four days because I realized four days was the perfect number because family could usually stay on their best behavior and keep things together and there there was minimal drama in that four-day sweet spot. So having all these plans and these strategies for navigating the holidays with family and then it became a decision that I needed to make for myself that I no longer spent the holidays with my family and or at least most of my family I usually see at least some family for a little bit of it, but there's no big family gathering for Christmas or Thanksgiving. I don't attend those anymore. And um, it was just a decision that I made for a time. I don't have a set time limit on that, but for now, I'm, I'm made that decision to not spend time with family. So then the anxiety around the holidays became a little bit different because I now had to make a plan for what I was going to do on the holidays and I didn't want to be alone and I didn't want people to pity me and I didn't want people to pity me and then invite me but then sometimes I would, you know, Thanksgiving would be right around the corner and I hadn't received any invitations from anyone and I was like, do they know? Do they know that I'm I'm not spending uh, Thanksgiving with my family or Christmas with my family? Do they know? Did they, did they, uh they forget about me? Do they just assume that I'm, you know, going to have this super happy family life? I don't know. And so there's always this measure of anxiety that approaches that comes with the holidays. And I just get a little, I have to make plans to make sure that it's not the most depressing time of year. And I don't know if you're what your circumstances are, whatever they might be. If you find the holidays difficult, I'm thinking of people who have lost loved ones. I'm thinking of recently widowed, recently divorced, recently single, 
Um, someone who maybe has spent every holiday single or many holidays single while everyone else is not single and getting married and having children and building their own family traditions. And it kind of feels like you're still doing the same traditions that you were doing when you were a child and you just ready to move on. And the ache of being alone is exacerbated when the holidays approach. I'm thinking of healthcare professionals who end up having to work on the holidays. So it's just not super celebratory because you got to take care of sick people on the holidays. That's, that can make it super difficult too. Maybe you're healing from abuse, abuse you experienced in a Christian community. Maybe last year you were spending Christmas with a church that you loved and it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And this year you don't have a church and a church family to spend time with. Uh, Maybe you don't have a church at all. And maybe, maybe last year around this time, things were really hard because there was a delayed longing. Maybe you were hoping to be married this year. Maybe you were hoping to have a child. Whatever the reason that this holiday season is difficult, I just want to give you permission. It is okay to just make it through the holidays. It really is. It is okay to be looking at January 2nd and just thinking it cannot come fast enough. It is okay to not feel like putting up decorations, but then putting them up anyway, because even though you're sad and maybe experiencing some depression, your kids still need a holiday. They still need the Christmas tree. They still need presents. And you've got to kind of go through the motions because those around you aren't experiencing the same thing that you are experiencing. That may be the case. And it's just one day at a time. And you just want them to be over. And the word Advent is a word that means longing and waiting and yearning. And I just had this thought literally just now. And I wonder if those of us who find the holidays difficult can connect to that theme of longing and waiting and yearning in a way that maybe those who find it easier to celebrate can't. And I don't ever, ever want to suggest that pain is okay or pain itself is good. I will, I'll never say that. You'll never hear me say that. I don't believe that. But there is a gift, I think, in 
knowing what it's like to long for the peace and the joy and the hope that is usually all around this season. I feel like I tend to enjoy Easter a little more than Christmas. I think this idea of suffering is a little bit easier to stomach when you're not surrounded by lights and candles and eggnog and all of the fun, beautiful, colorful things. I think there's more of a space for lament and grief around Easter. I've always found that holiday to resonate a little more maybe than than Christmas does. So anyway, if you are finding the holidays difficult for whatever reason, I wanted to make this episode because I really just wanted you to know that you're not alone in that. And um, you're not alone in making plans so you won't be alone. Um, you're not alone in dreading Christmas Day and doing everything you can to pretend like it's just a normal day so that you're not reminded of the pain in a way that's stronger than on a normal day when it's not Christmas. You're not alone and feeling alone and you're not alone in your grief. I, I was uh, texting with a friend this morning uh, about uh, the grief that she's experiencing and just how it's, it's, she loves the holidays. She loves the holidays, but because of loss, she's not in the mood this year. And she hates that she's not in the mood for this thing that she loves. And I get that. I totally get that because you just, you just want to be happy. You just want to be joyful like everyone else. And I guess going back to the, it's okay to just get through the holidays and long for that January 2nd and it can't get here fast enough. It's also okay to just pretend okay, you might have to pretend a little bit around people and for their sake, put on a happy face. And even for yourself, maybe you just need to do that to survive one more day. That's okay, too. It's also okay to open up to a close friend. And honestly, I think that's how I usually get through the holidays is through friendships and through saying, you know, I'm just so tired of not being the one to bring a boyfriend home. Like everyone else at least once has brought a boyfriend home for Christmas. And I'm the only one that has never done that. I'm kind of sick of that this year to have friends that I can say that to. There was one year that I just really mourned for not being a mother. And, and mourning for not being able to read Christmas stories to my children and, and tell them 
uh, about the Christmas story and get to see their faces when they open presents for the first time and get to see that magic reflected in and kids that were mine. I get to see it in nieces and nephews and children of friends for sure. But yeah, but just to to see that in the faces of kids that I'd either adopted or birthed, that that sadness was there one year for sure. Yeah, so I guess I like to be practical and leave things off with some tangible, this is something to be done or can be done in this season. And I think the things that have helped me get through and the, the, the little things that will help me make the holidays something that I can look forward to and kind of train, train my body and, and train my, my heart to look forward to it when it can be a sad place and, and, and give, give myself a reason to look forward to it is just being creative and okay, so most people have plans on the holidays and they know that they're going to spend time with family and they have that routine every year. Well, I get to do something different every year. I get to be in a different city for Thanksgiving or Christmas one of those, sometimes both of them, every year. I get to spend Christmas with different people. I get to be with people when the holidays are hard for them and and find joy in the fact that my presence helped someone else get through this holiday. I get to try new foods. Maybe I don't eat the traditional apple pie and turkey, but this year I got to eat barbacoa in Mexico because I spent Thanksgiving with a friend down there and it was just delightful. And we got massages and we ate good food and we watched some movies that had nothing to do with Christmas or Thanksgiving and it was just delightful. So I think the burden of expectation, the idea that this should be something and you should do this on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Posh, just throw it out the window. You don't have to do anything for the holidays or for Christmas. It doesn't have to be traditional. You can be creative and do cool stuff. Um, One Christmas, I did spend Christmas Day by myself, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day by myself, and then went and spent uh, the weekend with with friends and a few family members. And I spent Christmas Eve and Christmas Day writing. And I was just writing stories and writing articles for my website. And I loved it. It was just delightful. And I had Christmas music playing. I had the fake fireplace on my TV. And I just loved it. It was just, it was wonderful. I think that was probably one of the first Christmases that I did not go back to see my family and it was drama free, it was stress free, and it was just lovely. So all that to say, traditions are great. Traditions are wonderful. Traditions are beautiful. If you have traditions that you do and they bring you joy every year, great. 
but there might be a year that you don't do the same thing every year. There might be a year where traditions are not as important as doing what you need to do to care for yourself and to care for your loved ones and those closest to you. It might not be tradition. And then there's a chance that tradition is what needs to be done to love and to care. And it might not be the thing that you want to do, but this is for this year, for this time, for this space. We're going to set up this Christmas tree, even if it's the last thing that I want to do right now. And afterwards, I'm going to pop open a bottle of whiskey and I'm just going to take a shot because that's what I need to do. So traditions have a place, but if they're causing pain or bringing up difficult memories that maybe you need a break from that for the holidays. Maybe that's not what you need for the holidays. So anyway, at the end of this conversation between us, I want to invite you to join me for a little meditation. Just something that I sent to the Tears of Eden community. I did a meditation called God is Pleased with You and a meditation for anger. And I I ended both of those meditations with just these words, you are loved. You are loved. And so I just want to invite you to join me and in inhaling, I am loved. Just inhale. I am loved. And exhale. I am loved. I am loved. Maybe someone needs to say this to themselves. I'm feeling like I need to say this to myself in this moment. So inhale with me and just say, I am lovable. I am lovable. Maybe just inhale and exhale that together with me. I am lovable. One more time. So I'll just repeat again, whatever you're feeling for whatever reason that this holiday season is difficult for you, you are not alone in that. And I encourage you to maybe reach out to someone as soon as you are done listening. Think of someone who might be finding the holidays difficult this year and maybe send them an encouraging text message just if you can't think of something to say just say hey I'm thinking of you today and I just wanted to reach out and say hi so think of someone that might be struggling and just reach out to them because 
you'll feel less alone in that moment. And, and who knows, maybe you'll connect with someone who can be there with you in your challenges, whatever they may be this, this holiday season. So as always, uh, thanks for being here with me. And I will see you next time. From Nicholas Nickleby by Charles Dickens. In every life, no matter how full or empty one's purse, there is tragedy. It is the one promise life always fulfills. Thus, happiness is a gift, but the trick is not to expect it, but to delight in it when it comes, and to add to other people's store of it. What happens if too early we lose a parent? That party on whom we rely for only everything. What did these people do when their families shrank? They cried their tears, and then they did the vital thing. They built a new family, person by person. They came to see that family need not be defined merely as those with whom they share blood, but as those for whom they would give their blood.